Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing great. A little toasty in here. Tad bit. You know, know. it must be summertime in Iowa, huh? I know. Yeah, I was thinking we should put like a pool in here, maybe do one of these from a pool. Oh, then we can have baptisms on site, in site. There you go. Constant baptism. Constant baptism. Yeah. (laughs) Change the church attire a little bit, but. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Father's Day was a, this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Did you do any fun stuff outside? Hope not. We took a drive in the Model T. <laughs> Other than that, it really was a little bit warm for it some was. of those kind of things. Uh, but uh, it was a good day. Got... It was a good day. I had a great conversation with my dad. We used Zoom, and, and I was able to see him and mom, and that was extra special. And, awesome. Uh, and also each of my children good. sent greetings. And yeah. had good, good Father's Day. Good, good. It's nice that they can, do they know how to use the technology for Zoom very well? Oh, yes. My Good. kids are techie. Good. Yes. Even your parents? That was a little bit of a challenge, yeah. but they got it. Mm-hmm. I had put Zoom on dad's phone and yeah. when I was out there last, and so they came through. All right. Yeah, it's a constant thing, you know, as your parents get older, teaching them how to use the different stuff. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And Zoom is something I know pretty well, so Good. I can coach them what did you eat for father's day well my wife made lunch for me and i had chicken and green beans and pecan pie Ooh, healthy right there until the end you're right you gotta yeah 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 um so today um i actually have some a question from somebody from someone named rob (laughs) okay feet of clay is that from the bible or is that just kind of a no, it's actually biblical. It is has it? to do with the statue that uh, Nebuchadnezzar was setting up. Okay. And the worship of the stati- statue. So it comes from that passage. Hmm. And uh, you what does it mean? As it talks about the statue and it, the the vision that was given, it actually goes through the different uh, strata of kingdoms. Okay. And so yeah, feet of clay. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that something that's like a saying? Honestly, I got the question. I've never even heard feet of clay. Well, I think the the illustration is that they will all fall because the statue has feet of clay. Ah. And all those kingdoms are doomed to fall because even though the, stat, the kingdoms are strong in and of themselves, their foundation is of clay. Gotcha. So, yeah. But we don't want to have feet of clay yeah, I, I in believe, our faith. Right. We do not want to have feet of clay in our faith. And that comes from. Oh, he's stumped. I'm stumped. He's stumped. No, it comes from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone put it in the comments. Yeah, I can put it in the comments. We'll think of it later. Okay. Okay. But it's a prophet. Oh, it's Daniel. It's the book of Daniel. And it, it's actually one of the illustrations come out of there. Yeah. All right. So we can. So I assume it's talking about you know your faith not to have the feet of clay and or is it talking about you know the empires that will crumble? It actually is in the context of empires. Okay. And the man-made empires will all crumble. They're inevitable. They will. And I think what's interesting is to go through that and realize that 
almost all that prophecy has already been fulfilled. Okay. And so then you have to figure, okay, where are we now? Yeah. Because the United States itself isn't actually mentioned in the Bible. Right. Go figure. Yeah, go figure. We weren't yet. Yeah. And uh, not even discovered. The continent hadn't even been yeah. formally discovered. And so what does that mean then when you go back into prophecy and you see this has been fulfilled? Oh, mm -hmm. and this has been fulfilled. Oh, now what? Yeah. It's interesting to think about, the you know, that there are people living here during that time. And yet no one... Uh, from the area where the Bible was created, where 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 Jesus was, really even knew, right? Or is that or, right? For I the think most Jesus. Part? I Jesus knew. Surely you know? Jesus yeah. knew. Yeah. Well, why didn't he say anything about it? Well, why should he? He'd confuse everybody. Maybe. Yeah, there's gonna be a country, and it's on a whole other continent. And you haven't discovered it yet. And I see. I mean, he does say in John 15 about a people that aren't known. Okay. Will be. Oh. So in that way, you could say, okay, are we that mysterious people he's talking about? Yeah, but that could be aliens or something. Uh, yeah, he could go Mud there. people. He doesn't some... make it any more descriptive <laughs> than that, than that there are other people who okay, are part of okay. my fold. And, and so that could be us. Yeah. Okay. Um, today, so I was, this would be yesterday's, Wednesday's, oh, what's that devotional? Uh, daily bread daily bread i think that's the one we both use yep and it's pretty good mm -hmm. um they were talking about you know giving inequality in mm -hmm. it um i think the passage was second corinthians 8 right um 13 through 15 um and it kind of got me thinking well actually here i'm gonna read it because i've got it right in front of me cool what did i say it was second corinthians 13 through 15 yeah I do not mean that there should be relief for others and pressure on you, but it is a question of fair balance between your present abundance and their need, so that their abundance may be for your need in order that there may, in order that they, there may be a fair balance. As it is written, the one who had much did not have too much, and the one who had little did not have too little. And I thought it was interesting, um, that part of it. It got me to think, you know, what came before that one, and like if if you score it before, for the eagerness is there, this is from 12, mm -hmm. uh, chapter 8, verse 12, for if the eagerness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. And I do not mean that there should be relief for others and pressure on you, but it is a question of fair balance. So does that mean, how do we address that as a congregation, as a church, as a people of Christ? Because to me, it kind of sounds like, you know, it's not really on the people who don't have much to get that equality of giving. That makes no sense, does it? Well, like it kind of sounds like that might be something that someone would say, see, we have to all share our stuff. Okay. And you know that, I, mean? I don't think that's exactly where it's headed. Okay. He's talking about seasons, and I think we don't understand that in that society in that day and age they were very agriculturally related okay. and so famine came to a group of people and and they just really suffered people mm -hmm. would die physically die because of famine 
what Paul was doing was asking the Corinthians to give in such a way because he know, knew of the need, especially in Jerusalem at yeah. that time because of the famine that had hit Jerusalem, and they were having plenty. And so what Paul was doing was getting this offering together to help the church in Jerusalem. That being said, I think Paul's idea was to make sure that they, out of having plenty, would be able to help Jerusalem. And then he makes the illusion that at a time when they're in need, Jerusalem can help them. Making sure that the church was always healthy, always uh, rubbing shoulders enough with each other and moving towards the same vision that we want to make sure the church would thrive mm -hmm. in any economic situation. Okay. So is he writing this to, like, to the Corinthian church saying, hey, there's some other people over here that need help? Right. Ah, so he's trying to kind of make a case for why that giving is a good idea? Right. That giving is a good idea. We do it for each other. Uh, th in this situation, Corinthians, you're going to help the Jew Jew Jerusalem out. And in another situation, we expect, in a way, that Jerusalem will help you out when you're in need. Okay. I think that same attitude is in the church even today. Uh, at least the churches I've served often have an alms offering or something like that where someone within the church is in need and then we respond to that need because we sure don't want somebody in our church to go without something they really need. And uh, I think that's present in our Christian churches to a great extent to this day. Uh, that being said, how do you then establish those funds ahead of time, or do you make sure yeah. they're there, or do you, yeah? And that goes back to where I think my my tithing is comes out of my faith in a living God who's going to meet people's needs. Yeah, I trust the church to be that entity that will hold on to those funds for when they are needed. Yeah, so I also thought it was interesting how he calls out kind of. <clears throat> it almost sounded like in that passage he was saying, you know, don't don't be kind of despaired by your amount of giving because I, you know, a lot of people me included, you know, it's like I'm going to give I, I love giving. I mean, everyone loves giving. Mm -hmm. I I've never met someone who doesn't want to give something and be able to help. That's such a huge blessing and you can feel it. But is it are we giving enough? Like I found that you know, giving till it hurts kind of idea is really hard to get through when you have to think about saving for the future or right. something. Now, let's keep in mind, the tithe is 10%. Yeah. Anything given beyond that's a gift. Okay. And that's all he requires. Okay. In reality, the Christian churches of America are giving 3 to 5%. So I don't think we're going to have that problem. No. And the other reality is, I I spoke to some people of great means, and they say, well, if I gave my tithe, all of my tithe to my local church, they'd have more money than they knew what to do with. And I said, come on, keep on, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And, and I, so I, he gives not only to the church, but also to several other organizations that are also in need. Mm -hmm. And that's great. I believe God blesses people so they can bless others. Yeah. 
I agree with that. It is it is a difficult thing. I I'm in a, a group called Pheasants Forever. It's like a habitat organization. And there have definitely been times in that where it's like, wow, we did really good this year. And what are we gonna do? And then that same like, you know, in your abundance give. And mm-hmm. then, you know, later on, you know, when you're in need, you might get something. And we've had some people say, you know, some other counties. This is all county based, broken up in the state. And you know, they're like, This county is trying to get some money so they can buy some of this, you know, get some of this land to put it into like a permanent hold for wildlife. And, you know, they tell us, you give and, you know, you know, later on, you know, that would be reciprocated. And I have a hard time because like I know Washington County is, you know, pretty good ground. There's not a lot of uh, space or you're not, you, there's not a lot of opportunities for that because the organization that goes through has to have like virgin prairie or you have to have an endangered moth or something like that. So it's hard for us to validate that. But at the same time, we're looking and we're seeing where should we, this money go for the, you know, to develop this habitat. And it's hard, like, man, it's hard because, you know, we want to go plant in the ditches or something. We can't do that because we don't have liability, you know, the correct liability insurance to be able to plant in ditches or something and, and manage that. And so sometimes it's hard because you see the, where I'm going with this is the government of the United States has taken on some of these roles that were, you know, generally, um, the responsibility of the church. Exactly. And so I kind of feel what that, what your friend or whoever it was said, you know, they wouldn't know what to do with this money if I gave it to it all 10% because there's already food banks set up. Mm -hmm. There's already people that their needs are being served. Until the Great Depression, the church did actually quite well at meeting the needs of the hungry. But when the churches were hungry, the government stepped in Mm -hmm. and we've never taken it quite back since. Well, and, and it's now you know, governmental programs and yeah. what do you do? Don't step back into places you're not welcome. Right. But I mean, I've seen, you know, local food banks and stuff being, you know, gifted, you know, freezers or, you know, uh, vehicles mm-hmm. and stuff, so places where they can actually serve the community too. Right. So, yeah, I see that. Okay. So I, tell me what to think then or how to bring me through this. Cause there's probably a lot of people out there that are feeling at least a little bit, there's a hesitancy. Mm-hmm. Well, and that hesitancy is is true, is very valid right now, because you don't give where you don't trust. Yeah. And so I think That's it, the liabilities point. on the church's part to develop trust with everybody who comes and and is in our pews. And uh, right now, not only do we not want, we we don't trust our local church, maybe. And maybe not our local pastor. You got all those levels, but uh, we don't know what to do with these denominations that have gotten so large. And and do we trust them? And I I just heard a, a report last night in Southern Baptist Convention was, and there was some interesting things went on at Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, it sounds like maybe they don't trust each other quite yeah. like they once did. Wow. Yeah. That's that's going a long way. Why? And I think it's it just goes back to the fact that we're really searching for some central vision to draw us together as Christians. 
and we have a hard time trusting those who are giving us the vision. Yeah. It's that institutional, you know, institutional piece of the church yeah. and uh, it needs to roll back to a personal relationship in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That personal relationship with Jesus Christ then has a continual validation of the Holy Spirit. And as you feel the Holy Spirit moving together as a body of Christ, then we can move together. But unless we first confirm that we're all believers, that we confirm that we're using the same Word of God, it's going to be hard to move forward in trust. Yeah. That's a good point. I know that's a, that's a very difficult part of it is I'm sure there's a lot of people that, you know, everyone out there has at least felt, you know, that urging of the Holy Spirit. You know, when I was younger and didn't know as much, you know, I, I hear that, I hear that, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, it urges you towards certain things. Maybe you're not doing something quite right or, um, you know, someone says give and it's urging you to give. And then there's that thing in the back of your head that says, yeah, but, mm -hmm. but God will bless that anyways. That's still a blessing to him. It honors him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's just really nice to give when you trust and you can just yeah. give freely and know it's going to be used well and, and used to the honor and glory of God. And it's going to do what I gave it to do. Yeah. And it's not even something that, you know, if you, don't, if you gave, let's say, let's say you had a million dollars, right? Oh, a couple million. Yeah. I guess I don't know how much like a, like hypothetically a gymnasium or something that we're going to put up here next to the church so all the kids can... I don't know. And you get to put your name on it or something. Oh. You get recognition for that. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to say schools is... Schools often do that. Of course Broke they do. Private schools. Of course they Even do. Even public schools. Yeah. Yeah. But that giving where, you know, you don't quite see it. You know, don't really know if it's going to something good. Can't really see or feel the benefit. You don't get the recognition or the appreciation. Right. That's the gift. Yeah. Right. That, that, well, and Paul talks more about giving, well, Jesus talks about it in Matthew chapter 6, give in such a way that your right hand doesn't know what your left hand's doing. Mm -hmm. We have a hard time doing that. Do we? Because letting go of our money, saying, what, you know, it's the Lord's. Yeah. Trust the Lord with it. Yeah. I found it's easy to do, like, if I sell something, like... Oh, let's say, uh, not necessarily like taking scrap metal back, but let's say I got an old boat motor, I sell a boat motor or something like that. It I feel like it's really easy to just kind of have the cash. It's not in the bank account. Mm -hmm. You know, my wife doesn't know about it yet. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> it's really easy. It's like, that's not in the budget. That's not in the budget. This is above budget. So this is black market budget stuff. Mm -hmm. I just, that's real easy for me. Because then I don't even, you don't even see it go away in the, but you know, in your bank account, but but when you're watching tip. that bank account number go down and down and yeah, down yeah. and down, and that's different. It's sort of like a gas tank that's sort of getting closer to empty, and we know we've got to fill it. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, gas tanks. That'll that'll. Uh, that's a whole another ball of wax. Right? That'll empty one. All right, Don. Yeah. Question for you then, since we have a that was a good one. Um, would you rather? For your full-time job, so we're talking, we'll say, we'll say eight hours a day, 
Only. Only. Eight hours. Okay. Cut onions or sandwood by hand. <laughs> well, that's pretty easy. I'd rather sandwood by hand than okay. cut onions all day. What if it's like old fur boards that are yeah, just... Yeah, well, I, I can deal with sawdust I, to a certain extent, but onions, oh my goodness, they just linger. Oh, yeah. Linger on your hands and linger in your nose and cry and cut. Well, and I'd cut myself as graceful as I am. I'd oh, I guess you'd probably be wearing gloves when you're sanding. You never had... I was even like refinishing old, like making tables from old barn boards, and I grew it. It'll be like, when I'm doing these edges, I got these special gloves. I know where they are. I mm -hmm. no longer know where they are because I don't make them anymore, but because I got some serious, serious splinters. Mm -hmm. Like go up through the base of the thumb and go to the tip of the thumb. Oh, like, yeah, those are serious. Woo, those are fun. Painful. Yep, stay infected for a good amount of time. And Oh, yeah. yeah but hand-sanded wood brings out the grain. Yes, best. it does. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right, Don, will you pray us out? can do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege we've had to talk with each other about questions that are real and pertinent for today and also reflect on your word and your answer to those questions. Heavenly Father, may everyone who listened to this podcast be blessed and may honor and glory come to you, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Good episode, Don. Everyone, thanks for joining us again today. Uh, share this with a friend or something. I know I'll go through all this at the yes. very end of it. And uh, Neighbor, co-worker. Yep. All that kind of stuff. Anybody who wants yeah. to listen to an old preacher and a guy talking scripture. That's right. That's right. And give an extra dollar at church this week or something. There you I go. I don't know. Yeah. From your black market motor. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.